Well, a few weeks ago, we began a new series on Friday night called Filled with the Spirit. Would you like some more? I got I got a big pot full, right? You ready? All right, so get your bowl out. I'm going to scoop you some. <laughs> Ephesians 5, please. Ephesians 5. And verse 1, I'm going to back up a little bit tonight and uh, get the context of our text. You know, so many wrong doctrines would have been prevented if people had just read the three verses that came before the scripture and the three verses that came after it. They wouldn't have come up with that goofy interpretation that they got. Ephesians 5 and 1 says, Be ye therefore followers, or some translations say imitators, of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us, and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints." Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Now let's just let's stop right here. Would you need to write to saints about not getting involved in fornication and uncleanness or covetousness? Oh, it's too quiet in here. <laughs> Would you need to write to saints? About this. (laughs) Looks like he did. Right? So if the Spirit of God inspired this. We're convinced he did. Must have been needed. And still is. People have. Religious ideas. About what it means to be a saint. You hear Christians say all the time. Well I'm no saint. You either are or you ain't. What do you mean? If you're not a saint, you ain't born again. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm saved, but I'm no saint. Both of those can't be true. If you say, well, I'm no saint, you're thinking you have to become good enough and accomplish to be acknowledged as a saint in front of the eyes of the Lord, or somebody else needs to vote and make you one. Neither of which has ever happened. There's only one way to be a saint of God. You're made a saint. By faith in the blood of the Lamb. You have been made righteous. Didn't earn it. You've been made holy. Jesus has been made unto us. Wisdom. Righteousness. Sanctification, redemption, whom who knew no sin was made to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Not earned, not rise to, not developed to, made. (laughs) Brother Hagen, my father in the faith, said back, I guess it was 1952, I believe it was. He had an experience in a tent meeting where he was caught up 
and saw the Lord. And he said when he he saw him, he saw his form, but he looked toward his head. And he said when he did, he was overcome. He said people have asked, what does he look like? And he described his height and his color of his hair. And and he said, uh, what was the most remarkable thing? He said his eyes, his eyes. He said, what about his eyes? He said, it, it, he said I, it doesn't describe it, but it's the best I've been able to say. They look like pools of living love. And it looks like you can look down into them miles deep. His eyes. And he said, and when I looked, he said he was just overwhelmed. And he fell on his face before Jesus' feet and said, oh, Lord, nobody as unworthy as I should look on your face. And this is a godly man. Come on, are y'all with me? And you'd feel that way. In the presence of that kind of holiness and purity. He said, oh Lord, no one is unworthy as I should look on your face. And so he fell down and he's looking at the ground. He said, he's looking at the master's feet. And he said, Jesus said, stand up. Stand up. And I guess he didn't think about not doing it. He got up. He got up. <laughs> and he said, the Lord looked at him and said, I have made you worthy. Is this true or not? Come on, is this true or not? We could never have been worthy. No way, no how, except he made it. He said, I have made you worthy to stand before me. If he hadn't, we're not going to heaven. <laughs> if he hadn't, we're not part of the family of God. No, he has. We hadn't acted like it. We hadn't felt like it. But it's still true. Come on, are y'all with me? It's still true. Somebody say, he, he. has made me worthy. Oh, is it true? Is it true? He has made me worthy. He didn't commit sin. He was made to be sin. We didn't commit righteousness. We were made to be righteousness. Glory to God. Oh man, that's worth shouting about for the next next six months. And then some, don't, don't you believe so? Now how did we get to that anyway? What was I talking about? Saints. Thank you. Would you need to tell saints? Verse 3. Fornication. Would you need to talk to saints about fornication? Uncleanness? Covetousness? He said, don't let it be named among you as becomes saints. In other words, you need to act like saints. You need to live like saints. And, and that's not living like a saint. Filthiness? Foolish talking? Jesting? This would be like crude jokes. They're not convenient. Instead of talking all that junk, you should be Giving thanks. Praise. For this you know. No whoremonger. Now that's an old English term. That's somebody. That we term today. As sleeps with everybody they can. They just have sex. With everybody they can. Our unclean person. Our covetous man. Who's an idolater. Has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ. And of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. What does that mean? 
Because there are people who will tell you it's okay. Or it's no big deal. Don't let anybody deceive you. For because of these things comes the wrath of God on the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Would you have to tell believers? Don't get caught up in that now. Would you? Yeah. Because when we were born again, made righteous, made holy, that's inside. Our body didn't get born again. And our mind didn't get born again. And even though you have been born again and are a child of God and have been made the righteousness of God inside, you can still yield to your flesh and do what unsaved people do. It's a fact. It's happening all over. But he said, don't do it. Don't be partakers with them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Act like what you are. Act like a saint. Act like a child of the light. Don't get caught up in the darkness of this world. You know Romans talks about that. Don't be conformed to this world. But be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. So that you can prove what's that good and perfect. You know. Will of God. Acceptable will of God. For you were sometimes darkness. But you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the spirit. And actually that uh, could be translated fruit of light. Is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it's a shame even to speak of those things which are done to them in secret. You know, there's some things, even though they're widely bannered about and talked about, we shouldn't talk about them. Because they're not fit conversation. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatever does make manifest is light. Wherefore he says, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Can a saint live like a fool? Yeah, they can. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and... Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see why I read the whole thing? What he's talking about, and the Spirit of God is saying, and it's just as relevant today, just as living word to us today as it was to them, The people in Ephesus. The church is so young in these places. And prior to them hearing the gospel, they worshipped idols. They had temples to goddesses and fertility gods. And they worshipped the stars and the moon and, and all kind of things. And their rituals were wild. I mean, temple prostitutes and and widespread sex with everybody. I mean, it was just part part of their worship. Perverted and distorted and sacrificing and blood. And I mean, it was a mess. And now they've been born again. But this is still happening all around them. And the temples are still there. And they still got family. 
that didn't get saved. And so he's telling, the Spirit of God is telling them, don't get caught up in that. And don't get pulled back into that. You're not darkness anymore. You're light. Right? You're not flesh ruled anymore. You're spirit beings. Come on, can you see this? And what you see is he's talk, Galatians talks about this yielding to the flesh versus yielding to the spirit. And what it has to do with yield, which spirit you're yielding to. Now, we're talking about being filled with the spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. How do you get full filled with the Holy Spirit? It's not complicated. You, uh, you can be turning to 1 John 4 if you would. How do you get filled with the Spirit? To sum it up in a word, you yield. You yield to the Holy Spirit and you keep yielding. Now the word yield means a number of things. It means to give into, to submit to, to give way to, and to no longer resist. The scripture talks about people resisting the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, who was it, Stephen, who told him, he said, just like your fathers, you always resist the Holy Spirit. Well, we don't want to resist the Holy Spirit. You're not going to get full of the Holy Spirit resisting the Holy Spirit. And you've got church-going people that are resisting the Holy Spirit to this day. They resist and reject being full of the Spirit, speaking in tongues, gifts of the Spirit. They resist it. They reject it. And they'll never get full like that. You've got to yield. Somebody say yield. Yield. Well, in 1 John 4 and verse 1, he said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Now, like one guy said, he's not talking about like Baskin Robbins. (laughs) Try all 39 flavors. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. The word is test. The word try means to test. Why do you need to test the spirits? Whether they're of God. Now this is something many, many believers in church going people just, they either don't hear or they don't want to hear. Much of the church going world prefers what I call no fault religion. No matter what happens, it's not their fault. No matter what doesn't happen, it's not their fault. It's all the mysterious will of God. Nobody knows, but it's just not true. You and I have been given a lot of responsibility. Well, I just believe God will protect me. He will protect you, but he told you to do something. He told you to test it. That's not something he does. He doesn't need to test it. He knows. (laughs) The Weiss says, divinely loved ones, stop believing every spirit. Say it out loud. Stop Stop. 
believing every spirit. Now why? Now this is, as y'all know, uh, the least, and these are, are pretty accurate. Why would you say that? King James is similar. So don't believe every spirit. Stop believing. Why would you need to tell somebody don't believe every spirit if it wasn't an issue? <laughs> and oh, this is a deal today. Not every spirit is the Holy Spirit. And one of the favorite things the enemy does is try to pass his self off as God. Even Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Some say, well, that complicates things. No, it's always been that way. <laughs> it's always been that way. Jesus lived aware of the spirit realm. He was not just aware of the natural dimension. He was aware of another dimension, of spirit. Is that right? He was aware of the Holy Spirit. He was aware of the devil. He was aware of angels. He was aware of evil spirits. True or not true? And human spirits. Whereas most people on the planet are not. They scoff at the very idea of another dimension. But it's not fantasy. It's reality. Paul lived in a measure. Aware of both realms. And. One of the greatest things. You'll ever learn in life. Is what to yield to. And what to resist. When it comes to the Lord. Need to yield to that. Give place. Cooperate. Submit. Not resist. When it comes to the enemy, you better not yield. Better not yield to that. Better resist that. Look at the scripture again. 1 John 4 1. Divinely loved ones, stop believing every spirit. King James says, believe not every spirit. But put the spirits to the test to see whether they're of God. And this is one of the reasons why we urge you on a regular basis. Read your chapter every day. You might say, oh, that's just a plug. Why? What good does that do me? This is for you. This is for you, little one. Did Jesus do this when he walked the earth? When he was subjected to unrelenting temptation, 40 days and 40 nights, how did he discern, is this God, is this not God? If you be the Son of God, command these stones that they be made bread. Come on, how did he do it? Come on, tell me how. It is written. Hallelujah. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's how you test it. Come on, can you see this? All the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, if you'll bow down, all this can be yours. It is written. You worship the Lord your God and Him only. 
No struggling. No trying to figure out. Is this God? Is this not God? Why would he even have to say that? Because this is how the enemy works. He's so crafty. He's so deceptive. He quotes scriptures too. Doesn't he? He quoted to Jesus. It is written. He'll give his angels charge over you. So jump off. (laughs) What did Jesus say? It is also written. This is how you test the spirits. Is with the word of God. And the Holy Spirit helping you. Helping you to apply it to that situation. And you need to get a reservoir of the Word of God in you. Come on, are y'all with me? So the Spirit of God can bring up whatever you need in whatever situation. And so you can immediately know, "Uh uh-uh, no, oh, that was tricky, but no. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh, that can't be God. I don't care that you quoted half a verse because it disagrees with these other three verses of it. No, no. So we're not going to yield to that. We're going to resist that. Now, I haven't digressed in talking about being filled with the Spirit. Many have not been filled because they didn't realize who it was. So they're not yielding to Him. They're afraid to. You got people afraid to speak in tongues. Afraid of the gifts of the Spirit. What if that's the devil? (laughs) Mm. Do you see what we read in Ephesians? Don't be unwise. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. We're supposed to know. We're supposed to be able to test. See what's what. What's God and what's not God. We're supposed to judge prophecies. Somebody said, well, prophet or prophet is so-and-so prophesied to me that I was supposed to go here and do this and have this ministry and marry this person. You're supposed to judge that. Amen. Yeah, but their prophet is, says who? They told you they were? Maybe they are, maybe they ain't. Yeah, but they said, thus saith the Lord. Yeah, and the devil quotes scriptures too. You see, people have tried to be too simplistic. We have a responsibility to judge these things. Had somebody come to me all upset one day and they said, you know, Brother Keith, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'm going to have to sell everything and move to China. I said, really? (laughs) They said, yeah. I said, why? Well, prophet is so-and-so told me, prophesied to me that that was my ministry and that was my call and I was supposed to go. I said, well, had the Lord said anything to you about that? He said, not that I knew of. (laughs) I said, so this is a brand new thought to you. Yeah, but I guess I got to go because prophet has told me to. Friend, if the Spirit of God is speaking to you through someone else, you got the same Holy Ghost in you. And especially on these significant things like this, he... Even if some of it was new to your head, it's going to be familiar to your heart. There's going to be a confirmation. And when it's right, when it's God, even if some of it's challenging and new, you're going to go, "Mm, oh yeah, 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 yes. You got that witness. You got, come on, are y'all with me? That confirmation inside. When you're going, huh? (laughs) What? Put it on the shelf. And maybe never look at it again. I don't care who who prophesied to you. Me? 
I don't care who. We're supposed to judge these things. Am I quoting scriptures? About judge, read 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14. You're supposed to judge these things. You judge it, number one, by the written word of God. And secondly, you judge it by the Holy Spirit inside you. Thank you, Lord. I guess somebody needed that. Well, he said, stop believing every spirit. Stop believing every spirit. I actually need to make a correction. Go to Luke 1. I need to correct something I have said more than once over the years. Thank you, Lord. I don't have to do this too often, but... I was partly right, partly wrong. You know, light's progressive. You see, as you grow and see, the Lord says something to me a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, hmm, I got to make an adjustment on that. And we're going to get into some things that not everybody may agree with. But uh, don't get scared. We'll, we'll be okay. Spiritual influences are manifested to the degree they are yielded to. Spirits are real. People usually get in a ditch on one side or the other. They either try to pretend there is no devil, there are no spirits, there are no angels. It bothers them to think about it. So we just pretend like they're they're not real. (laughs) Or a lot of times people get in the ditch on the other side of the road and all they talk about is demons. And they get in fear. There is zero reason for a child of God to fear an evil spirit. If you'll realize who you are, you'll discover they're afraid of you. Now, they'll never tell you that (laughs) because they're liars and deceivers. And Hollywood has been influenced to make horror movies that portray devils and demons as the most awful monsters in existence. But it's a bunch of junk. It's not reality. It's not true. The devil ain't what he cracks himself up to be. (laughs) He ain't even what he used to be. (laughs) He has been stripped and brought to naught. And placed under the feet of the body of Christ. We have authority in the name of Jesus. Come on, do you believe it? We have authority in that name. But we are cautioned. Uh, In Ephesians 4 and 26. He said, be ye angry and sin not. That means you can. You can get mad without making mistakes. You can get mad without sinning. That's a thought. People say, I just get so mad I can't help myself. Lie. That's a lie. (laughs) Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. There are people who tell you they can't do that either. They've been mad over a situation for months. I don't want to be. That's a lie. (laughs) You're choosing to hold on to it. Why? This is not just good advice. 
If you keep yielding to anger, you're yielding to wrong spirits. And you yield enough to them, it will change who you are. Whatever spirit or spirits you yield to, you take on their characteristics. That's not all bad if you're yielding to the Holy Spirit. If you yield into the Holy Spirit, you change. You take on the characteristics of the Master. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance. These are characteristics. These are who he is and what he is. And you can tell people that are yielding to his spirit because that's how they are to some degree. Whatever degree you're yielding to that degree, you become like what you're yielding to. But notice the descriptors of wrong spirits, unclean spirits, deceiving spirits. Lying spirits. What what does that mean? Well that's describing a big part of their characteristics. And when you yield to that. You'll take on. Those characteristics and qualities. Which is why it's dangerous. To fume over something. For days. And weeks. What you're doing. You're yielding to a wrong spirit. And it's changing you. This has happened too many times. People got hurt. They got mad. They got done wrong. Whatever. And over a period of weeks and months. They changed into somebody else. To the point where their family couldn't live with them. They actually became devilish. In yielding to these influences. Yielding to these feelings. Yielding to these thoughts. These things are real. You can walk in a room and for lack of a better word, feel it. Now you're not feeling it with your body. What are you feeling? Something's real here. And people get, oh, that bothers me, that's spooky. No, it's just a dumb little defeated devil that somebody hadn't got enough realization to quit yielding to. And you need to run him out and clean this place up. (laughs) This great big monster that's taken over my arm. You believe in lies. Brother Hagin, a man of God, a prophet, the Lord gave him discerning of spirits. He saw in the spirit many times. He saw several evil spirits. He said several of them looked like little, little monkeys almost. That don't sound too awful, does it? He said, on more than one occasion, he said, you'll have to go. And he said, one of them said, I don't want to go, but I know if you tell me I have to. He said, that's right, you have to go. And I, he said, and I mean go. Get out of here in Jesus' name. He said, when he said that, he fell off and, and whimpered in the floor like a little dog that you'd, you know, hit with something. Don't write me any letters. We don't hit our dogs. It's his words. Like you'd hit with a newspaper or something. He said, get out of here. He said, he saw it jump up and run out. They're not the monsters they portray themselves to be. 
And they can't do what many people believe they can do. But their influences are very real. The feelings, the thoughts. Come on, are y'all with me? These are real. And it's not supposed to scare you when you feel this. You're just supposed to go, "Uh uh-uh, no, you don't. And resist it and say, no, I'm not thinking this. I'm not saying this. I'm not laying down and yielding to this. Get out of here in the name of Jesus. I resist you in Jesus' name. So important that we know what to resist and what to yield to. You've got Christians resisting the Holy Spirit and yielding to fear and worry and anger, yielding to the enemy. We've got to fix this. You don't want to judge anybody. <laughs> the Lord, I was, I was praying about some folks years ago, and the Lord gave me a little insight into it and in, in, I saw some things while I was praying in my heart and mind and I don't know how to say it like this some people that were having some terrible problems I realized if they saw what they were curled up in the bed with mm-hmm. feeling sorry for themselves, mm-hmm. yielding to they'd take nine showers <laughs> and they'd, they'd never do it again that's right these things are real. They're not physical, but they're real. Why would you say unclean spirit? Because whoever yields to it is going to take on characteristics of unclean. The madman of Gadara. How did he get in that shape? He became a goth nudist. Let's see, what? Yeah, he wore no clothes. Well, it ain't the Holy Spirit that makes you want to go around with no clothes. We're talking about outside, in public. Not a stitch of clothes. And he wanted to live amongst death. Why would you be obsessed with hearses and tombstones and black everything and death? That ain't okay. Well, it's just their thing. It's a bad thing. It ain't okay to be obsessed with death. Death is not cool. Death is no friend. Death is an enemy, the Bible says. It's the last enemy that will be put underfoot. But you see, when you yield to these things, you go dark in your thinking. Become obsessed with death or anger or some of these things. Thank God he, Jesus set him free. Next thing you know, he's sitting up there clothed and in his right mind. Wanting to go wherever Jesus goes. Can y'all see that? That's what happens when you get straightened out. (laughs) Okay. How do you get filled with the Spirit? Same way you get full of a wrong thing. You yield to it. Speaking in other tongues. Speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You're yielding to the Holy Spirit. And you do that morning, noon, and night. You just yield more and more. More and more and more. That's how you get full. 
Hallelujah. And if you keep doing it on a regular basis, you stay at some level of full. Well, if you feed on cussing and violence and, and perversion and, you, and anger and, and all this other kind of stuff, and you just keep thinking that, and you, you can get full of that. And it'll change you in a bad way. Now, are, are you there in Luke 1? need to make my correction here. Luke 1.15, talking about John the Baptist, before he was born. It said he, talking about John the Baptist, he'll be great in the sight of the Lord. He'll drink neither wine nor strong drink. He'll be what? Filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, even... From his mother's womb. Even from his mother's womb. And you see this down in verse 41. When Mary got the visit from the angel. And she conceived supernaturally. And went to visit her kinswoman Elizabeth. It said it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary. The babe leaped in her womb. Is having a Holy Ghost dance (laughs) inside his mother. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, Glory to God. God. Now, there's a lot of revelation here. For one thing, life does not begin. Outside the womb. A lot of people try to believe some form of that. It's just. They don't want to know the truth. But no. Here we got a little one. Never been outside the womb. Filled. With the Holy Spirit. Jumping and leaping. In the womb. And his mother is filled, now get this, with the same, same Holy Spirit. Same Holy Spirit. Now, here's the correction I need to make. There's a lot of talk nowadays about I was born this way. Uh Uh-oh, it got quiet when I said that. (laughs) I was born this way, referring to a number of things. And of course, this has been in the news of late, referring to transgender questions, as it also refers to so-called gay, lesbian, whatever. And uh, I have said before that that's not right, that no one is born that way. And I'm wrong. You can be born a way. If you can be influenced by the Holy Spirit in the womb before you were born, you can be influenced by other spirits before you're even born. What is not correct to say, if it's something that's not godly, is to say, God made me this way. 
being born that way is not the same as God made me this way. Now, you know, this is perceived by some as hate speech, every other thing. But I know my heart, and I don't hate people. I care about people. And these things are destroying people's lives. They are destroying their lives. We're going to talk about it a little bit more. We know that little ones, infants, before they're born in their mother's womb, we know they can be influenced by natural things that the mother's exposed to. Drugs. Is that right? Even some dietary things. Alcohol. Smoking. Is that right? We know that's true. That's a fact. Why wouldn't it be true that whatever the mother is around spiritually can influence the unborn child as well? And especially whatever the mother yields to spiritually can affect and influence the unborn child. It is true. It's reality. We need to be more conscientious about spiritual influences. They're real. And when we perceive that something's not God, what did he say? Test the spirits. Didn't he say it? Test them. Well, what if we test them and we go, that's not God and that's not right. We either need to cut it off, get it away from us, or if we're not in control, get us away from it. And this includes protecting our children. Because little ones, there's a reason why they call them the formative years. They're being influenced by everything that's around them. And so, yes, you can be born with some wrong influences from the womb. Let me give you some more scripture. Psalm 58 and 3. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born speaking lies. Wicked means twisted. Like wicker. Like wicker furniture. Wicker is twist. And the enemy, he delights in twisting stuff. In making the clean unclean. In defiling the undefiled. In taking it and twisting it upside down. I mean if you're a woman. He'll tell you you're a man. If you're a man. He'll tell you you're a woman. Or something something other than. What you should be thinking about. And. What's going on today. Is children are being taught. In schools. To yield to these feelings. And embrace them. When they should be. Resisting them. People say, well, it's to be what you are. All of us are what we have become, not what we have to be. I can become something different next week. You can too. You can start yielding to the wrong thing. And in a matter of time, your personality would change. It's all too real. 
But you don't have to. You never have to. You can, and it, it's so easy if when it first starts trying to influence in you, you shut it down hard. Right? I mean, you give it nothing. And if you never let it get started, it can't hurt you. But if you yield to it for decades and you're convinced you can't change, you're stuck. You're stuck. You're believing lies. I got some very good news in some scripture here. I'd like for us to get to in just a few minutes. It ain't Brother Keith's opinion. It's B-I-B-L-E. Come on. Will y'all believe with me for this? The complete Jewish Bible says, from the womb, the wicked are estranged liars on the wrong path since birth. God's word translation says, even inside the womb, wicked people are strangers to God. And from their birth, liars go astray. I know this may be different from what some people have thought, but you got what you think and you got this book. Let me go over it again slowly. Are unborn children affected by what their mothers, the environment their mothers are in physically? What they eat, drugs, or can they be drastically affected? Little bit or a lot. Either way. Depending on what it is. And the solution is don't put those drugs in your body. Is that right? Don't stay and breathe that smoke night and day right don't don't do that don't guzzle alcohol night and day don't do that don't put that in the in the child well if it's true naturally it's true spiritually everything's parallel in these dimensions and so these things the devil's mean he is mean he delights in corrupting and destroying the innocent I'm not going to shed a tear when he gets thrown in the lake of fire He is completely evil. He actually enjoys destruction and corruption and defilement. All of it's from him. But people yield to it out of choice, either ignorantly or otherwise, but it's out of choice. When it comes to gender identity, Deuteronomy 22. You know, I don't always talk about these things this pointedly, but... I believe I should tonight. You need to know what you believe. Your children need to know what they believe. Young people need to know what they believe. Is that right? In school, in college, in university, on the workplace. The thing is, the enemy is always trying to shame the believer. Shame the believer. In purporting that these people that are tolerant are enlightened and developed and poor ignorant folks Bible thumpers are just unenlightened just not really all that intelligent but they're mocking God they're casting dispersion on what he said they're elevating themselves above him it is haughty proud Stance against the creator. Who knows better than him? What's right? What's not? What's good? What's not? 
In Deuteronomy 22.5, 22.5, the woman shall not wear that which pertains to a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. So you would need to be clear on your identity, wouldn't you? For all that do so are abomination to the Lord your God. You hear people say, Oh, now, that's back in the Old Testament. And what about this verse? And they'll, they'll pull up a verse that they don't understand. Right. <laughs> well, honey, quoting a verse you don't understand does not excuse you from walking in the light of one you do understand. But, you know, if people don't care what God thinks, they don't care what the Word says, they're not going to care what you think. But it doesn't mean you have to agree with them that they're right. You don't have to be mean, but you don't have to agree with it either. Well, you have to accept me the way God made me. You're believing a lie. Spiritual influences all in this world. You and I can yield to wrong or right every day of the week. And many people have yielded to wrong influences, don't even know it, don't even realize it. They think they are a slave to their feelings. Your desires don't define you unless you accept it and say, that's it. I wish this wasn't true, but I'll give you a prophecy. 50 years ago, 75 years ago in this country, homosexuality was not acceptable. It is now. Right now, Pedophilia is not acceptable. The enemy is trying to do the same thing with that as what has happened with this. He always starts slow. And it's always shocking in the beginning, but eventually, even if you don't like it, you get used to it. That's what the enemy's doing. He wants a whole world like Sodom and Gomorrah. You know what kind of place Sodom and Gomorrah was? You couldn't even stop and spend the night in the town. The men would come out in mobs and rape everything that they could find. God destroyed the place. Why? What would cause such evil spirits influencing people and mobs and people not knowing or not caring to resist instead of yield? Listen to Young's literal translation of Deuteronomy 22.5. It uses the word, the habiliments, which is a very accurate word, of a man are not on a woman, nor does a man put on the garment of a woman. Cross-dressing, transgender, whatever. Well, it's, it's who God made it. It is not true. It is not true. The habiliment means dress characteristics. You know, you hear some people say, well, that means that a woman shouldn't wear pants. That's not what the scripture said. Because in those days, the men didn't wear pants. (laughs) They wore robes. They wore skirts. (laughs) There's a difference between a man's shirt and a woman's blouse. There's a difference. 
between man's pants and a woman's pants. And it's not about being legalistic about it. It's just about yielding to something that's not you and not who you are and taking on the characteristics of another spirit other than yourself. This is also why some people believe so strongly in reincarnation. Because they believe they have proof of it. And it's understandable. You heard the phrase familiar spirits. What does that mean? Familiar with what? These spirits have been around generation after generation after generation. Some of these spirits, people say, well, it's the reincarnation of king so-and-so or princess so-and-so or so. No, it ain't. When you die, you don't hang around. You go up or you go down, but you don't hang around. Yeah, but so-and-so saw them. I don't doubt that some people saw and heard what for every you know, recognizable reason would have been that person. They knew things only that person knew. Why? Because that spirit was around them. And so they're liars and deceivers. They're passing themselves off, which is why you should never call a psychic. Or have a reading. Come on, are y'all with me? You should. I, you talk about something stupid. You shouldn't. If you have, repent and never do it again. It's asking to be violated by a bad spirit. It's asking for it. You should never seek the dead or to inquire of the dead or a reading. Or a Ouija board or some stupid thing. If you got one, burn it, torch it. Don't give it to anybody. Come on, are y'all with me? This stuff is not pretend, it's real. And you yield to some of this, you can begin to get influences. And the more you yield to it, the worse it gets. Or with the Holy Spirit, the better it gets. The better it gets. You want to sense his presence when you wake up in the morning. Is that right? You want him giving you utterance, right? His words on the tip of your tongue. You want to hear him. Is that right? This other stuff you don't have to have in your life. But you must not fear it. And you must give no place to it. No talk. No study about it. Cut it off. Cut it off. You remember one place in Acts when the people got saved, they took all their dark arts books out to the street and they had a bonfire. Is that right? And if you got any of that around your house, that's exactly what needs to happen. Bonfire. Don't leave it where anybody else can get it. Destroy it. Just like this book helps us yield to the Holy Spirit, these other things would introduce you and help you to yield to bad spirits. People say, well, you just, you know, that's... You don't love people. You can't tell me what my heart is. I know that I love people. And I do care about people. Because if you. If you're trying to live. As a different gender from what you are. You're trying to be married. And have a family from a different gender. Than you are. You're going to be tortured. People say, that's because the people are so mean and society doesn't accept me. No. It's because you don't know who you are. 
And you don't know what you are. And you can try to fight everybody and cram it down their throat. And I know what I am. But you know inside you don't know. You are in a continual identity crisis. That's what I care about. Now sin. One sin is no worse than another. It's not about being disgusted with people or despising people. All of us have made mistakes. And some of the people that are so, you know, condemning and judgmental are hypocritical because they've done some stuff. They experimented. They did some stuff. Well, how's that different? Uh Uh-oh, did I lose some money? Go with me to uh, 2 Peter. I've been in ministry long enough now to see both sides of this. I've had minister friends whom I love who left their spouses and their family and their ministry to be gay and to pursue that lifestyle. I love them. They're good people. But I can't agree with them that God made it that way. I can't. Because it's not true. Any more than God made anybody a fornicator or an adulterer. And why is it not, if you say, well, that's my desire. I desire a man, so that's what I am. Well, then the adulterer is just as justified. I desire so-and-so's wife. That's what I am. Is that right? The the pedophile says, I desire a child. That's what I am. No. Your desires don't have to define you. There's some things you yield to, and there's some things you better not yield to. Come on, are y'all with me? Because if you do, it's going to take you down a road that can completely destroy your and other people's lives. Even though you're a child of God. Even though you're born again. I've also ministered to people who had been told since they were a youth that this is you. You can't change. And I saw God completely deliver them. Hallelujah. And they are happy. Come on. Don't tell me. I've seen it. They believed for years what the world was telling them and other people were telling them. And oh, the tears of joy. Somebody say, the truth will make you free. If you love people, you're not a part of their deception. The truth is the truth. No matter what the world says, no matter what becomes acceptable, the truth is still the truth. And love would tell you the truth in love because it wants you to be free. You know, I know, I know people will say, I am free and this is what I am. But they'll be tortured. That may try to convince other people. But you're in a continual identity crisis. What are you? Who are you? You can't know until you find out who you are in the Lord. And and when you do, it doesn't change. And nobody can take it away from you. Hallelujah. It's sealed by the blood of the Lamb. Glory to God. Second Peter, are you there? Chapter 2 and 18. If you're serious about this, don't say, well, I don't agree with you, Brother Keith. It ain't about me and you. How about these words? 
How about these words? And if you don't care what the Lord says, are you a Christian? If he's not your Lord, his word is not your standard. Are you a believer? Are you a Christian? It said when certain individuals, when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. So here are people who were into a bunch of stuff, but they got free. They got clean escaped. (laughs) Completely free. Verse 19. But these individuals who claim to be enlightened, see, they're promising them what? Liberty. Freedom to be who you are. Freedom to be who God made you. God never made any corrupt or distorted or wrong thing. Ever. Never. They promise them liberty. They themselves are the servants of corruption. People who preach these things, they are in bondage themselves. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they've escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are entangled therein again and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. Don't you remember Jesus talked about people who were delivered? That it could happen that uh, the Spirit would bring other spirits worse than them. And the last state was worse than the first. Oh, friend, you do not want to go back. To sin and bondages and habits. After the Lord delivered you. Because it won't be like it was. It will be far worse. Far worse. The enemy portrays it as freedom. Enlightenment. Liberation. It's just a total yielding to the flesh. And it's not freedom. It's bondage. It's bondage, but not wanting to be in a certain life, but believing you can't change. It's bondage. It's bondage. You hear people say, well, nobody would choose this life. And so they're acting like I I can't help it. The adulterer can say the same thing. Anybody else could say the same thing. I want you to say it out loud if you believe it. My desires... My desires don't don't define me. Define me. How do I know what I am and who I am? My Lord tells me. Come on, He tells me what I am and who I am. And if I believe that, His power can change anything. Is it anything? And I can be free. Hallelujah. If after they've escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they they got free through the truth, they're again entangled therein. So you can be and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than at the beginning. And it goes on to give some of the most graphic examples. Verse 21. It had been better for them not to have known the way of righteous than after they had known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. That's what Jesus was talking about. Winding up in worse shape. Verse 22. 
It's happened to them according to the true proverb. The dog's turned to his own vomit again. The sow that was washed. She was what? Washed and clean to her wallowing in the mire. That's not enlightenment. That's not freedom. No, it's not. It's bondage. And you'll be able to find some people to agree with you. A lot of them. But when they're all going home and you're laying in your bed at night, you're going to be just as confused, still suffering the identity crisis, going from one troubled relationship to another. Come on, y'all listening? Leaving a trail of destruction in your path. Mm -mm. It's not freedom. You want to talk about freedom? Anybody ready to talk about? I think you're ready to talk about freedom. 1 Corinthians 6. I think we can close with this. If you're saying, thank God this is over. (laughs) You want to consider if the Lord directed me to do this tonight. If it's more than just me. At least consider it. 1 Corinthians 6. You know, never make it about you and, and somebody else's opinion. If you go to the Lord with this and he tells you something different than what you wanted to hear, would you accept it? Would you listen? Is he your Lord? Or have you got your mind made up no matter what? That's the thing. Well, I'm telling you, he's not going to say something different than what he's already said in his word. And there are people who try to tell you, oh, that's archaic and And that's not for us anymore. Well, you're just saying it's not inspired. It's just a book. You're saying it's not real. Basically saying Jesus is not the Son of God. He's not virgin born. He's not a Savior. Then you're not a Christian. So we we shouldn't be shocked if you don't agree with us. (laughs) Right? And you don't have to be mean and ugly. If people say, well, we just, we don't believe the same. Okay. Okay. I'm not your Lord. It's not my job. But don't try to force me to believe it. Or agree with it. And don't accuse me of being a hater. It's not the same thing. Wanting somebody to be free. Even if you think I'm delusional. (laughs) At least you could see. Well, I think he's got a good heart. He's just (laughs) unenlightened. (laughs) And of course you could be wrong. First Corinthians 6. Verse 9. First Corinthians 6, 9. He said, no. Is First Corinthians 6 in the New Testament? That's part of the New Testament church just like us, yeah. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Effeminate would have to do with transgender. Abusers of themselves with mankind goes along with Romans. It's about homosexuality. It's in the same list as adultery. So don't try to make one any worse than the other. None of them are okay. Verse 10, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, 
nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Don't try to make one in this list worse than the other. Verse 11. And such were some of you. No, you didn't get it. Such were. Such what? Were. Yeah, but if you're born that way, you're always that way. Such were. Some of the people in the church at Corinth, well, all this bunch were not always Christians. What was going on before Paul got there and preached the gospel? Wild stuff. I mean, everything you ever heard of and a lot of stuff you shouldn't have heard of. I mean, (laughs) woo. And so, some of them were homosexual. Some of them were cross-dressers, transgender. Some some of them were. Oh, I don't know if you heard that or not. Some of them what? If you've been influenced by something, even from your mother's womb, and you've been that way all your life. Can you change? Yes. Can, huh? Yes. Can, can it change? Yes. Can it change? Yes. Or is it how God made you and such were? Were. 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 If you were, what does that mean? You're not anymore. You were, but you're not anymore. Now you are washed. From unspeakable stuff. They did everything. You've been washed. You've been sanctified. And and, and if it's by the blood of them. They're just as clean as anybody. That never did a thing. Is that right? Clean is clean. I said clean is clean. Washed is washed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you never made a sexual mistake in your whole life, that ain't what made you righteous in the eyes of God. It was the blood of the Lamb. Is that right? And no matter how far they went off the rails into what kind of debauchery they got into, washed is washed. Clean is clean. And they were, but not anymore. Now they are washed. They're sanctified. They're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. So it's a lie that you can't change. It's a lie. A bunch of them were. But after they got washed, sanctified, justified, they weren't anymore. Praise God. Oh, praise God. That includes adulterers. Is that right? Fornicators, liars, thieves. Not just part of the list, the whole list. We just happen to be talking about part of the list tonight. But it applies to the whole list, no matter what you were. And you can't say, well, I, you know, I was a liar and a thief, but I wasn't that. Well, you ain't got nothing to brag about. (laughs) Sin is sin. Violation is violation. Of lying, you ain't got nothing to brag about. Ain't no need comparing yourself. <laughs> sin is sin. Oh, but clean is clean. Oh, somebody say clean is clean. 
Oh, hallelujah. Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, praise God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.